You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is Emoji Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be continuing what we started in being rich towards God. That's Luke 12. We started, uh, that was about two days ago and we're going to round that up today. Now it's going to be a text by text exposition, meaning that I'm going to be picking verses and explaining, moving to the next verse, explaining, moving to the next verse, explaining. And this is one of my favorite ways of doing Bible study or Bible teaching, actually. Uh, I think it's just wonderful because the explanations are already there. You just have to unearth them, think on them, and then share them. Just simple, easy peasy. Now, Luke chapter 12, verse 22, And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. All right? take no thought in other words do not be anxious about your life or do not be troubled with cares actually that's what it means do not be troubled when you think about your life don't be troubled with the cares of this world in other words you look at your life and say ah i've not done this where am i going to buy land when am i going to go to school maybe you've been out of school for like a year or two when i'm going to work you've not gotten a job okay um and you know the needs in life in other words, don't be so boggled with life. It says, take no thought for your life. Don't have life become a burden on your shoulders. Now, are there problems? Yes, problems are very real. But he's saying, don't let those things dominate your mind. Don't let them dominate your thinking. It says, take no thought for your life. Now, he explains what he means when he says your life. He says, what you shall eat. Neither for the body, what you shall put on. In other words, what I'll eat, my needs says don't be obsessed with these things verse 23 it says the life is more than meat and the body is more than clothes life is more than food and your body is more than clothes in other words there's much more in the scale of priority that your mind should be dominated by these things verse 24 it says consider the ravens for they neither sow nor reap which neither have a storehouse nor a barn and god feeds them how much more you are you better than the fowls? So, what's he saying? Think about this. He says, you are there worrying and you have these birds. They don't think about what they're going to eat, but God feeds them. In other words, what's he saying? He's bringing God into the equation. When he says, take no thought for your life, he's saying, put your thoughts on God because he brings God into the equation. So, don't take any thought for your life. Don't think of your life. Don't obsess over your life. Don't be anxious. You know, anxious is that you're always consistently thinking about your problems. It's called negative meditation. He shifts our attention to the ravens and explains that the ravens don't think about those things, but God feeds them. These are animals that are not intelligent the way we are. These are animals that God cannot love the way we, you know, he loves us. They are creatures that he made for us. You know, it's, it's different. They don't even have spirits. They are not... God can't care for them as much as he cares for us. Yet, even them, as insignificant as they are, he says what? That God feeds them. They don't store. They don't do all those things. But God feeds them. In other words, God is actually their source. God takes care of them. And he's saying that you, when you are thinking on your life, when you are focusing on the things at hand, focusing on the problems of your life 
focusing on your needs alone and you remove your eyes from God, you are declaring what is your source. Are you seeing that? You are becoming like the rich fool in the verses before that we read um, when we're looking at being rich towards God. The man had built many barns, stored so much and all that stuff. Bible says he was not rich towards God. In his life, he made life about what he could get on this earth. He made his life about material things. And you see, the believer is not meant to be like that. Your life cannot be about material things. Because, and I, when I say being about, I mean priority. Because there is an eternity to gain. There's an eternity to gain. Life is not just about now. And God is saying we must live in time with eternity as a priority. Not live in time with material things as a priority. Many people, many believers have found themselves in the trap of living for here and now. Now that was what drives them, what pushes them, what motivates them is what should push on believers. But they made it a their job, their life assignment to go after things. Nothing wrong with going after things. But when you go after things at the expense of God, then there's a problem. So when this person, in the context, because... It will look irresponsible to say, take note of your life. Of course, you should think about your life. Of course, you should. I mean, food is not just going to fall into your lap. You have to think about working. Bible says in the same Bible, that's how you have to balance the scriptures. The Bible, same Bible says, he who does not work should not eat. Are you seeing that? So, obviously, you, you there's an extent to which you think about your life. So that it doesn't become a priority. You think about work. You think about, okay, how am I going to make a living? You think about different things, right? You think constructively. But you also think with God in mind. That God is my father. You understand? God is going to provide. And then you go after what you're going after. But the one where you now remove God from the equation and you are trying in your own power and it does dominate your thinking. That's what God is against. So he says, are you not better than the fowls? Verse 25. And which of you with taking thoughts that is with worrying, with being anxious, overly anxious, right? He says, which of you, right, can add one what cubit to his stature? In other words, which of you through your worry can change anything? <laughs> are you seeing that? Now, other words for the word worry is like, I, I like using the thesaurus. Okay, but I'll look at the dictionary first and the thesaurus. So the dictionary actually tells us, you know, the adjective of worry, which is that feelings of or showing worry, nervousness or uneasy with something you get with an uncertain outcome. So here it's where worry comes in because you are not sure. You're not sure of where your money is going to come from. You're not sure of where your food is going to come from. You're not sure. So you begin to get worked up about those things you begin to get tense about it because you're not sure right now the thesaurus which is just the synonym thingy that shows you the words that you can replace the main word with you have words like concerned apprehensive fearful uneasy perturbed troubled bothered disturbed distressed fretful fretting agitated nervous in other words, this thing, what you eat is making you nervous. What you drink is making you nervous. All these things are really, really disturbing you to a point that you cannot focus or think about God. Are you seeing that? He says, which of you taking thoughts can add to his stature one cubit? In other words, can this your worry change things? And the answer is no. So verse 26, he says, if you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take you thought for the rest? 
Okay? So, if you're not able to do that thing which is least, <laughs> that is, you can't even add one cubit to your stature. You can't even do anything about it. To your stature. You can't even add to your height by your worry. He says, then why are you worrying about all these other things? He now says, verse 27, he says, consider the lilies. In other words, observe the lilies. Consider, think about it. How they grow. They toil not, they spin not, yet I know Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven or the fire, how much more will God clothe you, O you of little what, faith? Are you seeing the issue here? The issue is that these people who are worrying have no faith in God. And many people who make their lives about things faith in God is non-existent. They don't believe God. To, they don't trust God enough, you know, to have God actually meet their needs. Because you see, God is our Father. If God is our Father, it means that God is actually obliged. It is His responsibility to take care of us. Are you seeing that? So, we're not saying you will not obviously sit down, think, and all that plan. Yes, but you're going to do it with God in mind. You're going to do it from a faith perspective that God is going to supply all. And that's what the Bible says, actually. My God shall what, supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's the one that will supply your needs. Do you understand? He will supply it. In fact, he has already made the provision. But by faith is how you access his supply. So many people don't want to take the faith route. They don't want to believe God. So they just go after it in their own strength, in their own power, thinking about it. They are obsessed with material things. You get. And the problem is this. If you have faith in God, you will not let God's own priority suffer. But when a person doesn't believe God for his needs, doesn't believe God for the things he or she needs, then even the time that they are supposed to give to God, they take it and add to the time they are pursuing things. Pursuing things becomes their priority. Going after things. And I think I gave a vivid example when I spoke on the last podcast episode. I was explaining things like, you find yourself working because, you know, it starts little by little, but then eventually you find yourself working a job that is, they tell you work from Monday to Sunday, right? Uh-huh. You have no time for yourself. You have no time for anything. I know you will justify it and say, yeah, yeah I can't come to church. I have to work. Won't I work? I have to work now. I have to work. But you see, what is happening there truly is actually that your value system you are one of these people who is worrying. You're, you're, you are taking thought of your life. You don't trust God enough. Therefore, what are you doing? You are worrying. You are, you are meditating negatively, right? And by that, you are actually saying, God, I don't trust you to meet my needs. So whatever comes through the door, you just take it. You understand? That people like, you know, that, that do all those things. So people carry so many other things on their head at the expense of the things of God. And God doesn't want that for us. You see that? Because that is a person who is a slave to material things. Verse 29, And seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be doubtful, be of a doubtful mind. For all these things will the nations of the world seek after. Are you seeing that? So in other words, this is what the world does. This is how the world thinks. The world does not trust God. The world does not believe in God. The world makes things their priority. Forgetting as an eternity to actually gain. It's an eternity. But they live as if it's only time that matters, only here and now that matters. So you want to make all the money, do everything, and you forget that there's an eternal side to life. That life is meant to be lived so that in eternity, right, there are investments you begin to make in eternity. 
that show forth the winning of souls, the going after the kingdom of God, the gospel. You see that? He says, and your father knows that you need these things. In other words, God knows we need these things. God is actually more concerned about meeting our needs than we are of meeting those needs, but we don't add faith to it. We don't believe him. And that's why we actually just, you know, revert to what we think we can actually do. We focus on us rather than on him. It says, verse 31, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, he's not, see what he say When he says, seek ye the kingdom of God, what's he saying? He's saying, put your trust in God. Put your faith in God. Are you seeing that? Put your faith in God. Surrender to God. Pursue God's assignment. Do you get, focus on God. And all these things will be added because he already told you that God knows you need these things. So God is, already, is going to take care of you. But when he says seek the kingdom, what's he saying? He's saying align your focus. The Gentiles focus on themselves, focus on their own desires, focus on what they want. They don't focus on God. They focus on what they want. You focus on God, focus on his kingdom, focus on his own things because from the beginning, God already had you in mind. But by focusing on God and putting your faith in him, that's why you begin to see the tangible expression of God's provision. Alright? Verse 32, it says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Are you seeing that? It is what? Good pleasure. So, therefore, look at verse 34. For where your treasure is also, there your heart will be also. So, that's a very powerful statement. It's saying, where is your heart? Where is your heart? Where is your heart? Is your heart on things? Because where your heart is on is where your meditation will be. Remember he said, they are worrying about their needs. In other words, they are thinking. Negative meditation is, is worry. To be, they are thinking about it, thinking about it. But the person who trusts God, his mind will be on God and on things of God. So where is your mind? Where is your trust? Where is your heart? It's time to align your heart if it's in the wrong place, okay? Alright, guys, that is it for today. I believe this blessed you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again. 0106-207-685-GT Bank. God bless you.